Hoden shut up. He watched, dressing the while as his clothing was inspected and then handed to him, while the cops completed the examination of his room. They were insanely thorough, though Hoden hadn't the least idea what they might be looking for. When they began to rip up the floor and pull down the walls, the other cops led him outside. There was a fleet of police trucks in the shaded street outdoors. They piled him in one, and four cops climbed after him, keeping stun pistols trained on him during the maneuver. Out of the corner of his eye he saw Derek climbing into another truck. The entire fleet sped away together. The whole affair had been taken with enormous seriousness by the police. Traffic was detoured from their route. When they swung up on an elevated expressway with raised-up trees on either side, there was no other vehicle in sight. They raced on downtown. They rolled off the expressway. They rolled down a cleared avenue. Hoden recognized the detention building. Its gate swung wide. The truck he rode in went inside. The gate closed. The other trucks went away rapidly. Hoden alighted and saw that the grim gray wall of the courtyard had a surprising number of guards mustered to sweep the open space with gunfire if anybody made a suspicious movement. He shook his head. Nobody had mentioned Zahn, so this simply didn't make sense. His conscience was wholly clear except about his native planet. This was insanity. He went curiously into the building and into the hearing room. His guards there surrendered him to courtroom guards and went away with almost hysterical haste. Nobody wanted to be near him. Hoden stared about. The courtroom was highly informal. The justice sat in an ordinary desk. There were comfortable chairs. The air was clean. The atmosphere was that of a conference room in which reasonable men could discuss differences of opinion in calm leisure. Only on a world like Walden would a prisoner brought in by police be dealt with in such surroundings. Derek came in by another door, with a man Hoden recognized as the attorney who represented Netta's father in certain past interviews. There'd been no mention of Netta as toying with the thought of marrying Hoden then, of course. It had been strictly business. Netta's father was chairman of the power board, a director of the Planetary Association of Manufacturers, a committeeman of the Bankers' League, and other important things. Hoden had been thrown out of his offices several times. He now scowled ungraciously at the lawyer who had ordered him thrown out. He saw Derek wringing his hands. An agitated man in court uniform came to his side. "'I'm the citizen's representative,' he said uneasily. I'm to look after your interests. Do you want a personal lawyer? Why? asked Hoden. He felt splendidly confident. The charges. Do you wish a psychiatric examination claiming no responsibility? asked the representative anxiously. It might, it might really be best. I'm not crazy, said Hoden, though this looks like it. The citizen's representative spoke to the justice. Sir, the accused waives psychiatric examination without prejudice to a later claim of no responsibility. Nettis' father's attorney watched with bland eyes. 
Hoden said impatiently. Let's get started so this will make some sense. I know what I've done. What monstrous crime am I charged with? The charges against you, said the justice politely, are that on the night of 327 last, you, Braun Hoden, entered the fenced-in grounds surrounding the Mid-Continent Power Receptor Station. It is charged that you passed two no-admittance signs. You arrived at a door marked Authorized Personnel Only. You broke the lock of that door. Inside, you smashed the power receptor, taking broadcast power from the air. This power receptor converts broadcast power for industrial units by which 200,000 men are employed. You smashed the receptor, imperiling their employment. The justice paused. Do you wish to challenge any of these charges as contrary to fact? 